welcome to Uncomplicating Business for Teachers, Helpers, and Givers. I'm Sarah Torpy, and I'm a business coach who found my way to business ownership after teaching in public schools, coaching teachers, and coaching in the corporate world. This podcast is all about making business ownership and success way less complicated for the teachers, helpers, and givers like you. If you're finding that the way the business folks teach things like networking, marketing, and selling aren't actually working for you and really feel kind of icky, and you know that there's just got to be another way, I'm here to tell you that there is, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you want to reach out, you can find me in all of the usual places. Check the description for more information. And while you're here, hit subscribe to keep updated on each new episode as it's released. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Uh, I hope summer is treating you well so far. It's July here. It is a billion degrees. It's my time of year. I don't like to be cold. So I'm really happy to be talking to you in a tank top. (laughs) So today, really, this time of year is a time I reflect a lot. This is four years of being officially in my coaching business uh, at this point. And four years in, I've been, you know, and it's been longer than that. It's really five, but this is the official start point that I go with, you know, the paperwork point. Four years in, I've been thinking about like what creates success? Because at this point, I am well into six figures a year, which I think is still... (laughs) like such a fancy treat. Like it's so fascinating to me that I get to do work I love with people I adore and, you know, make far more than I ever did as a teacher doing really good things with other people, helping them do good out in the world. Like it's magic. So I was thinking about what are, you know, four years, four things, like what are the four things that I've done that have made the most difference? And I started making a list about a week ago. Um, It's taken me a while to get a quiet enough house to record this episode. That's what summer's like. I think you guys can probably relate. And as I made the list, what I found was, you know, keeping in in line with all the things I find, it's a pretty darn simple list. If I look at the four things, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine whole words. So... They're really straightforward. I actually was surprised at how straightforward. I don't know what I was expecting when I made the list, but it was like, oh, right. What I find is that simple things applied consistently make the most difference. These are going to be the four specific things that I think have made the most difference applied consistently, but truly I mean, I think it is, that's the key message here. If you walk away with nothing else, if you turn it off right now, which I would hope you don't do, but please, if you got to go get the screaming kid, you got to go get the screaming kid, right? What I would want you to walk away with is that it's the simple stuff done over and over again that makes the most difference, right? So here's my list. And we're going to talk through them a little bit. And then, you know, as always, if you have questions or you're like, oh, really that? God, you know, send me emails, send me hate emails, send me love emails, send me messages on Facebook, whatever, however you want to connect. And as we're talking about connection, before I jump in, if you're not in my Facebook group, come play with us. We have so much fun in there. It's a community full of people who want to 
change the world by giving a lot, who want to serve, who want to teach, who want to help, who want to give, and you belong with us. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I get her, come. It's the same name of this podcast. You really should come play. And if you're somebody that listens to me or you're like, oh, she might be able to help me, please let's talk about it. The next round of group coaching kicks off in September. Um, I want to say, oh, I do. I know what it is. It is the week of September 25th. It will be full before then. I already have someone in a spot. Um, Groups are capped at four. So please, please, if it's something that's interesting to you, let's talk about it. And if you're interested really specifically in learning how to sell more effectively, but not hate yourself, I have a course for that. And it is called Selling by Giving. So that again, that also starts again in September. It will open um, the week of 9-11 and it'll be accessible all through the fall. So come play in one-on-one coaching is always here. I only have one spot right now because in the summer we're all doing a little less, but you know, come grab it. So here are the four things and they are in a very specific order for a very specific reason. So this one, I don't know. I feel funny actually telling you this one because of the business I'm in as a coach. But the number one thing that I did that has made the most tremendous difference in my business is getting help. Early on in, I want to say 2019, in the fall of 2019, I've been a business owner. I want to remind you, I have a business that came before my coaching practice. It started in 2016 It has always sort of, you know, not lived up to expectations. I learned a ton in it. It still lives. It does what it does, but it's never been like, you know, exactly what I thought it would be. And when I really decided to go full on into this coaching business, I realized how many things I didn't know and how many things I needed help with. And that was the decision that made the most difference right out of the gate is the decision to get help, to get coached, to get someone else's brain inside my business. And as a coach, I knew the value, but I had not had it for myself. I had all the reasons you have. I didn't have the money. I hadn't made any money yet. I hadn't, um, I didn't know who to pick. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to find someone. Oh my God. I had all, I had all the thoughts, but what I realized, and I can remember standing in this office that fall and thinking, but I'm never going to get out of my own way otherwise. Like it'll all just be the same over and over again. And I'll be frustrated by the same things over and over again, unless I ask for help. And that was a game-changing decision for me. It was not one that I could afford. Like I spent money on coaching. I didn't have, I don't necessarily suggest that for people. I don't love it. I know people that do. I know people that don't. At that point, that 2019 was a year we did a kitchen and a new roof and a new heating system. And we had a long planned trip to Disney that year. God, oh my God, I had such anxiety about money. But I learned so much from that coach. And I spent six months with her. I left. I joined a group program after her. And then I had a period of time where I was not getting coached and I found myself in the same freaking place where I was in my own way in particular things. And I went back to coaching um, after a couple of different group programs because I wanted to try some different things. I went back to weekly coaching one-on-one with someone in 
20, late 21, I think. Um, and, you know, with some group programs in between there and, and I've stayed with her for almost two years. So there is really something magical about getting help. And she's the first one to be like, okay, are you making it harder than you need it to be? <laughs> Which I don't like when she asks me, but at the same time, you know, it's always like, oh, right. If only it's to have someone else looking at all the things I'm doing, who knows me, who knows my business, who believes in me, who believes in my business to say like, oh, hey, have you thought about it this way? That changes everything. And maybe you join a group program. Maybe you buy a course. Maybe you get some colleagues that you collaborate with. Maybe you hire a coach. Maybe you whatever. Listen, that help is irreplaceable. It makes so much difference. It has made so much difference for me. It is the first decision that I will never regret, even though I remember halfway through working with that first coach, like, oh my God, did I do the wrong thing? Am I spending money that I don't have any business spending? But you know, it worked. It continues to work because I put in the work, not because of her. She helped me with a lot of things. She helped me with things that I love now. She helped me with things that I wouldn't do again. (laughs) She taught me some stuff that I want and some things that I don't, but I did the work with her. I showed up and that makes all the difference. The second thing (laughs) is right in line with this. And this is going to sound really squishy and I'm sorry on some level, but also it's the only way I can think to describe it. The second best decision I made was to be okay with being uncomfortable. I know that sounds like super logically like great. I decided really early on that I was going to be okay being uncomfortable because I knew it would help other people. So I have said uncomfortable things. I have done uncomfortable things. I continue to do uncomfortable things. I have done things where like I post it on the internet and I run and hide in the bathroom and think really hard about taking it down. I share things that make me uncomfortable to share. And I'm not saying like I don't share like all the dirty details of everything. I don't share things that are super, super personal, but I do share you know, what I'm learning in business and how I share why I come to things. I share, you know, who I am and what I do pretty openly now. I've really had to work at that, but it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to know the moms in the neighborhood watch what I'm doing. It is uncomfortable to have people I went to elementary school watch what I'm doing. It is uncomfortable to get things wrong. I have been posts removed in Facebook groups. I have been removed from Facebook groups because early on, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I have had people send me messages that tell me and say that I'm, you know, targeting a market that I don't have any business targeting, that I don't know what I'm doing, that I don't belong. I've had the people say the things. It's really uncomfortable. I have people tell me they want their money back. I have had people disappear. Like I've had all the things of it. People say no. But all of those things are uncomfortable in a productive direction. And this decision to be uncomfortable is maybe the hardest, right? It is really difficult to maintain that level of discomfort sometimes. And sometimes I can't. 
sometimes I have to like go hide for a little bit and be like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I do and not be super uncomfortable this week because I can't take anymore. That's okay. But one of the things I write down in my journal constantly is I am willing to be uncomfortable for the growth of others. I am willing to be uncomfortable for the growth of others. That is true. I am willing to be wrong if it helps someone. I am willing to have somebody not like what I said if it helps someone. I am willing to show up and share if it helps someone. That's it, period. And so I get uncomfortable. There are, you know, so you're like, okay, what does that actually mean? Well, so for me, it is oftentimes where I like have an idea and I think, ooh, I don't think I want to share that. Then I go and share it because that's that's discomfort. <laughs> uh, if somebody says, you know, you'd be great if you tried this thing. And I think like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to do that. I go do it. I put in the applications to speak at the things that I don't think I belong at. I show up on the internet and say, hi, this is who I am and this is what I do. I walk into the networking events. I still sometimes walk into the networking events and I'm like, oh, awkward wallflower. How may I help you? Oh, I have to really think about those things. Even still, y'all think I'm an extrovert, but really I'm like a weirdo 10 year old that can't carry a conversation a lot of the time. So, you know, I constantly, if I run into something and I'm like, ooh, that makes me really like, what if people see it? Then I go do it because that's the whole point right? I put in the TEDx application two weeks ago. Made me really uncomfortable, but I did it. And I'm going to do it again. There's another one that I'm looking at this week. Because what's the worst thing that happens? They say no. Okay, they say no. They don't like it. Great. I'm not going to die from that. I might die if they say yes, actually. (laughs) That'll be really uncomfortable too. So I can't decide which one I want, honestly. But you know what's uncomfortable? What's the thing that you're like, ooh, no, thank you? Is it video? Is it meeting strangers? Is it telling your friends and family what you do? Is it saying it more than you feel comfortable saying it? Is it being loud? Is it having people think the say no to you? What is it? And then let's go, uh, let's go find some of that. Because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we stretch. And that is how business grows. As you grow, your business grows. So if you're not stretching, it's not either. Number three is kind of in line with discomfort, but it is a little different. It is get visible and vulnerable. So for me, I think the thing that made the most difference in the last two years where my growth has really taken off, I think the first two years were pretty stable. They were great first two years. And then things have really changed in the last two in terms of income, in terms of reach. And I'm continuing to grow that because I really want to make a difference to as many people as I possibly can, but like in a sane way that feels good to both of us. The thing that really changed is I really committed to being seen. Like I, I have to be visible to help people. People can't buy from me. They can't be helped by me if they can't find me. So I decided I would share a lot more, a lot more often. And you have heard me talk about this. If you listen at all to this, is about making more offers, sharing more. If I have an idea, I post it. Like it is what it is. I just let it flow out of me at the rate it's going to, I don't worry about the algorithm. I don't really worry if I made five posts in a row. I don't care. I decided none of that mattered. 
And if I have like a, hey, I had this thing and here's what I learned from it, I made this mistake. I have been struggling with this thing. I am learning to be nice to myself. I am learning to be find joy and contentment in my business. I, right now, I'm learning to do less and it is hard because <laughs> I always want to do more. You know, I share all of that. It is vulnerable. There are times where I'm like, oh my God, people are going to hate me so much. And yet I still do it because it makes a difference. So I'm willing to be uncomfortable, but I am also willing to be seen. And maybe those feel like the same decision to you. For me, they were separate decisions. The discomfort decision happened a long time ago. Like I was just going to do what I got to do. The visibility took a little longer for me. And so saying like, I am willing to be seen as exactly who I am with typos and spelling mistakes and charts where I don't spell the things right and things that don't make sense to everybody. I got to be, I have to have people see me in order to help them. So, you know, that's where we've, that's what I've done. And the last one is going to seem again, really simple. Number four is to be very focused. So I am ruthless. I am increasingly ruthless with my focus. And it is be not, um, it's not in terms of, you know, sitting at my desk eight hours a day, but it is very much like, do I need to be doing this? Is it making a difference? You know, I don't mess with ads. I don't, it's not making a difference. Like it's not, I'm not there yet. Maybe I will be, I'm not right now. Um, There are all these things. So like on my list of things to do this week, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories of things. They are really straightforward. These are the core things I do week in and week out, and there is nothing else. There is nothing beyond the things on this list for me. They are lives on Facebook, generally in my Facebook group. Um, I email my list at least once. I do some things on TikTok because I think it's fun. I record this podcast. I make offers and write posts. That's like one line item for me. And I journal. And then right now there's um, an email series I'm writing. So it's to finish some of those emails. That's it. That's my week besides talking to people, right? Like that's all of the doing things and the creating thing. That's it. That's all of it. So I, you know, have subtracted so many things over the years. Like out on Instagram, y'all know that. I take a lot of things that I post on Facebook and I move it right over to LinkedIn. I don't mess with extra tools. I don't, you know, there's a whole lot of shoulds right now. They just release threads on Instagram. And I like, I'm, I'm, I'm a laugh if I have an account before 2024 because I have no interest in it. Like I don't add things. And so for me, the focus is being grounded, knowing what I'm good at, knowing who I am, keeping in touch with me and why I'm here, connecting, really talking to people, finding time to connect and network and reach people, and then making offers and telling, inviting people to work with me. That's it. That's all of it. And if things are not in line with that, I'm not doing them. And so for me, that's the fourth thing. It's been being really ruthless and I'm not on every platform. I'm not doing everything for everyone. I'm not joining every event, not taking every course. I'm just not. I don't have that kind of time and energy and I don't need to. 
in some ways, for me, that was the blessing of COVID. Because this business is officially started in 2019. And y'all know what 2020 was like. My kids at the time were five and seven. And they were doing their schoolwork from my desk and my kitchen counter. So you know what? (laughs) There was only, I was pretty ruthless. Because there was only so much time to grow. And time to work on the things I needed to work on. And so, you know, if I didn't need them then, I don't need them now. I track connection. I track, you know, outreach. I track offers. That's it. I don't make it more than that. It doesn't need to be. And because I'm willing to do the uncomfortable and the visible, it really serves me. I will say there are a couple of keys in all of this that I think have really helped me. As I was thinking about these four things, I kept coming to these core ideas. The first is service. For me, and I've said it 10 times probably today, the end goal is service. I am here to be useful to people, period. It may be as I could be, I'm helpful to you. Maybe you never pay me for anything. I am fine with that. There are people who do. There are people who don't. I don't care. I really don't. I want you to get what you need. That's what matters at the end of the day. Some people will get more of what they need by paying me. That's fine. Some people will not. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I am willing to give and serve in that way. The second thing that I think has really helped is openness. And I constantly work on this because I would like to be a turtle. I would like to just like hide and type and do my thing. But this openness to new experiences, to new people, I think is a key for me. I really had to learn to like meeting new people. It is a thing you can learn to like. I like networking. Those are four words, three words. I like networking three that uh, four years ago, I would have been like, you're you're cute. That's funny. That's never going to happen. I like networking. I like new people. I like meeting strangers. I like all that stuff. I prefer it over Zoom from the comfort of my house, not wearing shoes. But if I have to go do it in public, great. But there is this openness to trying new things, to meeting new people to just be being willing to let the things work the way they work that I think really makes a difference. I am not, increasingly, I am not trying to steer the whole thing. That's hard for me. I'm a little, I'm a former classroom teacher, man. Classroom teachers, y'all know, if you're a classroom teacher, you know, you're queen of your castle. You want to control all the things. (laughs) I am just trying to ride the ride instead of drive it. The third thing is flexibility. That is why I have a business. It is my like highest order magnitude reason I am here besides helping people. I need flexibility of kids, of dogs, of a husband, of a house. I have aging parents and in-laws. I have all the things. You, you name a thing, I got one of them or three. So having the flexibility to work when I need to work, to not work when I need to work, like I didn't work a ton last week because my kids were off of camp, is magic. But it's also flexibility and like things change, I can change with them. It's hard for me sometimes. It's hard for all of us. But to really focus on this idea that I have flexibility and I'm willing to use it, it's like life-changing, right? And then the fourth one is, um, and this is people are going to be like, whoa, boundaries. Y'all, I got boundaries. I don't talk to people on Monday mornings. I don't talk to people on Friday afternoons. 
I don't talk to people before 9 a.m. I take my kids to school or camp or wherever. If the day needs to end at three o'clock, the day needs to end at three o'clock or four o'clock. I, you know, sometimes I answer emails and messages and things at night. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I answer them over the weekend, but if I can't, I can't, right? Like I don't do things that I don't want to do. My husband laughs that I'm now basically unemployable because I don't do things that I don't want to do, but I have found how to turn it off. I keep my boundaries tight. Doesn't mean that I won't help people when they reach out. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that I know that I can take the time I need. I say, thank you for your patience. I respond. People, my people know I'm going to respond always. But if I haven't, there's a reason. So I really try to hold that and keep that in mind and, and know that I get grace and give grace in both directions. If there's a meeting that is in my calendar and I need to move, I ask for it to be moved. If I need help with something, I ask for help. If I can't do something, I say so. I use those boundaries and my voice to express what I need and how. You can do the same. Works the same for all of us, even though we're only somehow okay with other people doing it and we can't do it ourselves. So for me, for you, here are the things. The things that make success are really straightforward. Simple things applied consistently. Asking for help. Being uncomfortable being willing to be uncomfortable, being visible, being focused on really the things that move you forward. And that's different for everybody, but I know mine. And then keeping service in your heart, being open to the new things, being flexible and knowing your boundaries. They make all the difference in the world. These are the things that if somebody said, what are the things that you would do again 10 times over every single time? These are them. And maybe they're useful for you today. Hopefully they are. If you have questions, you can always reach out. If you're looking for coaching, you can always reach out. If you're like, God, this is stupid. Fine, reach out and say so. I'm down with that too. I'm not afraid. (laughs) And if I can be of use to you in some way other than this, if there's something you want me to talk about that I'm not talking about, if you aren't in my Facebook group and you should be, come, come hang out. Ask for what you need. Use your voice. We're here. We're here to hear you. And I'll see you in the next episode.